Hey guys, this is Amanda Jansen, and you are listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Amanda Jansen. Amanda's latest single, The River Living Water, is available now. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys, the podcast for Christian music fans, by Christian music fans. Jesse, uh, that is us. The um, holidays are coming up, whether we like it or not. Hobby Lobby has Christmas stuff out, all the fall stuff. The holidays are upon us. Yes, yes, yes. And so I compiled a, a list of specialty items that I don't know if some of these might be coming out or have already came out, but these are the list that I, I found on the web. And some of these are disgusting, Jesse. You just let me know if you would try these or not. The first one is Oreos. We all love the Oreo cookies. Oreo um, doesn't say when, but was thinking about releasing a cheeseburger Oreo. The cream is flavored. (laughs) Half of the cream is flavored cheese. and The other half is ground beef. (laughs) With the chocolate wafer. (laughs) That's disgusting. <laughs> now, here's one that we, you and I would like. Our kids would like it, too. But uh, M&M's, and I've seen these before, um, released a Mexican jalapeno peanut m M&M. and I don't know about that one. This I, one I don't like spicy be... and sweet. Mm. This one wouldn't be too bad, but popcorn-flavored Tic Tacs. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of popcorn-flavored things. I really don't like popcorn-flavored jelly beans either. Uh, it's just, I don't mm. know. I don't think it tastes like popcorn. And it's like fake bacon-flavored. does not taste like bacon. Um, popcorn's in that same category. Pop- popcorn-flavored things, I'm, I don't enjoy. Yeah. Well, this is an ice cream that I, I tried, and I talked about it on here a few months ago on the podcast. Oh, they gosh. released a a ranch flavored ice cream, which was disgusting. It was so nasty, but this same brand van Lewin, I believe it's, I think it's Walmart exclusive. I don't know, but they released some pretty crazy flavors. And the one they released and I've seen it at Walmart is Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream. That's terrible. That is absolute. That's, (laughs) that is blasphemous. That is sacrilegious. That is, you can't, I mean, come on, don't just do things for shock value. You got to actually have something that people want. That's disgusting. And uh, another popcorn is M&M's popcorn. Milk chocolate with a crispy rice center flavored popcorn. Yeah, no thanks, guys. How about we just make what is good and make what we know is good, the classics, and make them the best way you can. You don't have to outdo yourself with these extreme flavors. You're really going to love this next one. Chocolate storybook book, chocolate storybook. I guess it's a some kind of brand that does candies, different kind of candies. They'd have a ketchup and fries flavored cotton candy. I, I have nothing to say. That's just terrible. <laughs> that same ice cream van Lewin also had a, and I've seen this too in the stores, a pizza flavored ice cream. Snickers came out with a fiery habanero flavored Snickers. 
Don't know how you feel about that. Why are we doing this? What what is the point? (laughs) Now, Jesse, here's the nastiest one of all, and I I would love to see you buy these just to try them. You ready for this one? Pop Tarts in Indonesia released. Thank God it never got here. Caesar salad flavored Pop Tarts. Uh, Come on, why are we doing this, guys? Like, here's the thing, Caesar's okay. There are some combinations of things that aren't supposed to be good together or you wouldn't think are good together or are weird together that are actually really good. Like I think of um, when I dip my fries into a Wendy's Frosty. People mm-hmm. do that. I do that. I think it's great. But I would never want a Frosty that's flavored like fries. Like it's just you you don't need to um, – uh, there's just no need for that. There's just no need. Now this is for off. It. This is off subject. But did you see Wendy's is releasing pumpkin spice flavored frosty? And thinking starting in September, I'll try it. Yeah, I think you know pumpkin spice has kind of become that thing that um, because it was such a part of the culture um, with pumpkin spice lattes, and then it, every year there's a little bit more. I think, unfortunately, I think you know like most things. Uh, everybody jumps on the bandwagon, tries to make a bunch of money off of it. I have a feeling it's going to die uh, here shortly. It's it's kind of a fad. Um, but I will say that I do enjoy a lot of pumpkin spice stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things that there are no business being pumpkin spice, this, you know, whatever it is. But uh, like, what was it last year I saw? There was like pumpkin spice, um, uh, uh, like bathroom cleaner and pumpkin spice, mm. uh, uh, like just all kinds of like toothpaste, like all kinds of weird stuff. It's like, come on, like pumpkin spice, you know, a couple things is great, but we don't need pumpkin spice. Uh, now I'll try the uh, frosty. Ketchup I bet anything. that'd be good. I bet the frosty would be good. Yeah, it, I'm sure it would be. Now here's one that I would actually try Jesse, because this sounds good because it's got the vanilla frosting on top. Pop tarts, pop tarts has another flavor. Doesn't say if it's, been out or coming out uh but uh a and w root beer the the inside is like a root beer like you know texture or not texture but flavor but the pop tart texture with the vanilla icing on top that would actually probably be pretty good i mean it's better it, it has more hope it has a lot more hope um Caesar salad of being <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely going to beat Caesar salad. Now, see, that's the thing. Pop-Tarts needs to have the whole Wendy's dipping, uh, Wendy's fries and Frosty flavor. That, that'd be good. Now, the last one, this is the nasty. <laughs> well, I don't know what's nastier, Caesar salad or this one, but Pringles, not in the U.S., but released a, a flavor called hot and spicy seaweed. It says roasted seaweed in every crunch. Is that in uh, South Korea or Japan? Where is that? Did it say where? Probably. It doesn't say where, but it's not. Uh, because when I was in, when I was over there, um, they they eat a lot of seaweed and uh, like like dried it's seaweed. It's gross. I've had it. Fried seaweed and, and all kinds of different flavors of seaweed. And um, I, I, I didn't like it generally, but there was a couple times where we had it. It was... Um, made crispy and had some like flavoring on it. It was decent. Yeah. But they eat a lot of it there. I mean, for us, it's definitely weird. Um, you know, being in the U S but 
what do we know? We 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 have ranch flavored ice cream here, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know like like we said, the holidays has all different types of weird flavors. Um, with the Jones soda, I know they have like didn't they used to have like a um a Thanksgiving dinner flavored soda or something crazy like that? Yeah, there's usually different like flavors. Yeah. I think what I miss, because pumpkin spice has been such a big deal the last few years, what I miss is when everybody would have eggnog stuff, like eggnog milkshakes or eggnog ice cream. I feel like eggnog you don't see as much anymore because pumpkin spice is kind of taking over. Yeah. But, Jesse, probably in the next few weeks, I would say beginning of September, it'll probably be in the... uh, Dairy section, our favorite. Blows my mind. That blows <laughs> my mind that it gets that out that early. It's crazy. I will buy it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we always text each other a picture. Like it's kind of a badge of honor when it's we out. have our text group and we text each other. I got a. We take a picture of us uh, with eggnog in our grocery cart, and it's like September, and it's like whoever, whichever brother does it first, it's like kind of a badge of honor. Been. And then it's funny because I'll be like, here's my picture of uh, my uh, my eggnog that I got. And here's a picture of the uh, uh, the lactate that I'm going to have to take right before I drink it. Yeah. Our guest today is Amanda Jansen, and like we said earlier, her latest single is The River Living Water. You'll hear about it in the interview, but she gave her life to the Lord in 2013, and she began leading worship and writing songs about her faith and testimony. Um, Amanda is a a wife, mother, and a singer-songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee. She's a great blessing to you, so enjoy this interview. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for taking the the time this evening and chatting with us. Thank you for having me. And thanks for braving the technical difficulties. Before we hit record, there were quite a few struggles. Thanks for bearing with us. It was a bonding experience, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so let's let's just go back. Uh, How did you get your uh, start in um, singing and being in the ministry and doing what you're doing? Yeah. So. I feel like this is the typical answer. I grew up always wanting to do music. Um, I grew up singing into my hairbrush to Whitney Houston. I'm a total nineties kid. So I knew. Hey, Jacob did too. He actually, I'm just going to call you out, Jacob. We have a video of Jacob on one Christmas. We got a karaoke machine. He is belting Whitney Houston. Let me just say Uh, that. We need proof for it. No. Okay. Proof for it. (laughs) (laughs) she's iconic it's okay but I I remember entertaining like my friends and family and thinking to myself this is a lot of fun they're having a great time watching this like four-year-old saying I will always love you and I remember thinking to myself literally at that age hmm singing's really fun for people I think I want to do this for the rest of my life that's literally how it started And I grew up right outside of New York city, born and raised 19 years. And so where's your accent? I know guys, it's gone. (laughs) It's so sad. My husband is a Southern country bumpkin and I just adopted his accent. Like it's, 
completely gone. People are like, you're from New York. There's no way you don't sound like it, but I am, I am. I claim the title as New Yorker. Um, but yeah, I grew up right outside of the city. So Broadway and musical theater immediately became my thing. Um, I grew up wanting to do Broadway. That kind of became the dream, the older I got. And so from that point, it was, you know, singing lessons, acting lessons, dance lessons, headshots, like every waking moment of my life was to prepare me to graduate high school and go and move to the city and be this actress on Broadway. And, uh, it was my parents' dream, grew up an only child. So all of my dreams immediately became theirs. And I did not grow up in the church, had an amazing childhood. Jesus just was not a part of our household and, um, a part of my family. And so it was just always about me and like, I wanted to be famous and I wanted people to know who I was. And so when I moved to the city and was chasing after that, it just made me feel so lifeless and dry and just like, what, what am I even doing? Like, what am I doing this for? At the end of the day, like what, what is the reward? Why do I want people to know who I am? And, uh, I quit, like I quit everything, every single thing. Um, my parents were a bit of in a state of shock at that point, you know, I was 19 and I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I, and I knew that there was something more to life. And so fast forward a few years, um, at the age of 23, I came to know Jesus and knew from that very moment that if I were to do anything with music for the rest of my life, it would be for him and for his glory. And I just wanted to be a part of like the worship leading ministry. And so now, now here we are. And I can't imagine, I like look back at that 19 year old girl. I'm just so thankful. Like the Lord's rejection for our protection. Right. So Mm. here we go. So who kind of, how did that happen? Like how, what's your testimony? how did you come uh, to know Jesus? So my husband grew up in the Lutheran church. So he had a pretty good understanding of the gospel and um, an understanding of like Mm -hmm. who God was and that, you know, Jesus was the son of God. I didn't, I didn't know anything. And so when I first met him, he wasn't necessarily walking with the Lord, but he was able to give me just a good bit of information. And um, it, it sparked my curiosity, but I felt like, man, I, I didn't want to lay down my life to pick up what he wanted for me. And, and to, you know, I don't know, I felt like I was going to have to follow a set of rules. So I resisted for years. And then finally, uh, September of 2023, my husband came into the bedroom early one morning and ripped the covers off the bed and said, we're going to church, get up. Like we're going to try it. And I said, no way. I'm, I'm good. No, thank you. And he said, um, I'll get you Starbucks on the way and then sold. That was it. I was like, okay, I'll give anything a chance for some coffee. Um, and so we did, he took me to Starbucks, which made us late. And we ended up pulling into the parking lot and I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And when we walked in, the worship team had already started and just hearing what they were doing up on that stage and listening to literally like their faith, just overflow from their spirit. I remember thinking to myself, I want that. Like, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't even know whatever they're doing up there. I don't know what it's about. But it was this instant, just like gravitational pull to 
what the Holy Spirit was doing in my heart. And then two short months later, we were at a membership class for that same church. And the campus pastor at the time uh, just gave the invitation for the gospel and I accepted and um, haven't looked back since. And my husband, the same night, rededicated his life to the Lord. So we kind of got to do it together, which was super special. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's, that's such a, that's, that's such a like really cool story. And, and it's, it kind of makes me think, I know that there's a lot of pastors <laughs> listening right now that are like, feeling very justified that they convinced the elders in the church to drop all the money on the coffee bar that they have in their church now, because you went to church for, you were convinced by coffee. And so I know there's a bunch of pastors out there going, see guys, it was totally worth it. People can come to Jesus through coffee. That's great, man. It's all about the coffee. That's what won me over. Thank you, Lord. What's your, what's your coffee drink? Well, back then, it was a super simple, just white chocolate mocha. But I've graduated to, you know, an iced coffee with cold foam and like a splash of vanilla with a splash, with Very a refined. splash of oat milk. Like it's super fancy now. I don't even. Second <laughs> Christian Music Guys, our favorite song is Beauty in My Praise. Could you tell our listeners about this song? That is one of my favorites too. Um, yes, Beauty in My Praise has been so fun to have out there in the world. So I wrote this alongside of a few awesome friends of mine. And the whole theme of kind of what we were trying to go for is like, God doesn't ask for our perfection, right? Like he wants us to come to him as we are. Um, and so for me, when I think of like my ideal quiet time, it's early in the morning, watching the sunrise, drinking a cup of coffee with my, you know, brand new pastel highlighters and sitting out on the front porch and just having a moment. Um, but let's be real. I am a mom of three. Okay. And two out of the three kiddos wake up long before I do. So those magical quiet time moments aren't really a thing in my house right now in the season of life. And I thought for the longest time, like, man, my worship, it's gotta, it's gotta be, you know, in my war room and on my knees. And, you know, that's kind of what God expects from me. That's so, so far from the truth. Like he just mm. wants our heart. And so beauty in my praise just explains that like there's beauty in all the ways that we can praise him. So whether it's, you know, cooking dinner and I'm thanking God for the food that we have to eat, or if it's me folding socks for my family and I'm thanking God that we have clean clothes to wear, like there are so many pockets in my day in which I can just come to him as I am in the middle of my mess, in the middle of my brokenness good seasons, bad seasons. And he is so welcoming and he finds beauty in all the ways that we praise him. Not just the cute Instagram curated ways, you know? Yeah. I don't know about socks. Um, <laughs> I have two kids and, um, yeah, me and my wife hate doing socks. So <laughs> I do too. But 
It's the last thing that gets folded in my house. We'll have all the clothes folded and put away, and the couch has like a pile, the ones a pile of socks. That's that's the ones that the dryer doesn't keep. Like no yeah, one has explained that yet. Thing. Why why do these things disappear? Where do they go? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's another single going to come out of this. I can already feel it. This is like an illustration, a sermon illustration. Yeah. The missing sock. I, I can. Yeah. I, I feel I can a, I feel a new my, single for you. You know, in the dryer or something. I don't know something. <laughs> something creative. There it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. No one left behind. Yeah, it's perfect. Um. So we like to uh, reach out. We like to talk to, we're a fan podcast driven, a fan driven podcast. And so we like to ask our listeners when we know that we're going to have someone on, uh, we'll reach out to our listeners and just let them know who's coming. And so we actually have a fan of yours, uh, Amanda, that would like to ask you a question. She considers herself a super fan. And so she says, hello, her name is Sarah from Asheville, North Carolina. We gave her your address. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) And she wants to we, yeah, we, she's there right like, now. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she wants to know um, the story behind the river. Okay. And bonus question from me. It's called the river parentheses living water. Do you do parentheses in a song when you can't decide on what you want to title <laughs> the song? One would think. So with this one in particular, we, from a marketing standpoint, we were on Spotify looking at um, all the titles in the Spotify bank called The River. And I mean, there's hundreds upon hundreds. So my amazing manager, Marcus Rickson, was just like, let's add something to it so it can kind of stick out and not just blend in with all the other rivers. There's lots of rivers all over Spotify. So that's that's it. I need to come up with a cooler story, though. You know what I mean? That's that's wisdom. That's- I mean, that's cool, though. I mean, that's like, far yeah. as marketing goes, that's, I mean, hey, get on him. For those moments. <laughs> um, yeah, so the story behind the river kind of goes back to the testimony I was sharing before um, about how I idolized my dreams growing up and how I was so certain that my plan in life was going to be Broadway and fame and all these things and how it left me feeling so unsatisfied. And I didn't know why. And to be honest, like when I, when I first decided to walk away from musical theater and walk away from, you know, this 16 year dream, it left me with a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, what am I supposed to do? Who am I? And so like any teenager, you know, moving away from home for the first time, I moved to North Carolina after that. I searched the world, you know, through relationships and different jobs and college and like nothing was filling up my spirit the way that I needed it to be filled. And so when I finally came to know the Lord as Savior in 2023, it hit like a ton of bricks, like this immediate impact of, oh, my word, it's been Jesus this entire time that I've been missing. Like I've been looking for life and purpose in all the wrong things when Jesus literally says, like, come to me. I'm the living water. I'm I'm the one that will supply exactly what you need. And so I went into a right with just that concept of like, man, how many people out there are searching in all the wrong places when they have it right there in Jesus? And we wrote the song in like 45 minutes. Like it just like a river just poured out of our spirits and we were done and cut the demo and we just all looked at each other like, whoa.
glow. That was a Holy Spirit moment. It was beautiful. And we never changed a thing after that. Like it just, it was set. It was totally written by the Lord. It's, it's super special. Mm. Amanda, how does the uh, how does your writing process? What's that look like? Yeah, are you? Do you always write <laughs> no. in forty five minutes and cut it and you're done? No, <laughs> um, man, I love writing with people. It is rare. I mean, I'll come up with ditties and you know melodies and uh, little lines here and there. And if you look at my voice memos on my phone, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's a yeah. lot of just unorganized chaos, but it's organized to my brain. Um, so I'm always coming up with stuff constantly. Um, but my favorite thing is writing with people. I love when a group of three can come together and maybe we're on week, uh, another writer is strong. So normally we come up with a really great melody. Someone it's rare that I've gone to a write where we were just kind of sitting there looking at each other like, Ooh, really don't know where to start. Like that doesn't really happen. So melody comes first and then we just kind of pray. We just talk about what's on our heart, what's going on, what God is teaching us lately. Uh, Maybe a verse that's just been sticking out to us, you know, for a while that we just can't let go. And honestly, God just comes in and does the work. I wish there was a more like, I don't know, creative way to explain it but i think when you just include the holy spirit he becomes another co-writer in the room and it just pours out so yeah love writing with people i'm definitely more of the lyricist than like the melody you know composer um that's that's my thing i love Mm. i love lyrics i love it so i usually get with people that are good with the melodies and come out with you know those radio hits So, um, so Amanda, with our first time guests, we like to do uh, a segment where we ask you your favorite things in certain categories. So we're going to name a few categories and you'll let us know uh, what your favorite thing is. Uh, Just so you know, this is where great interviews can go south really quick. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. uh, Because we, we have debated over some of these uh, topics with former guests and, uh, (laughs) and um, we, we, um, we don't hold back. So you shouldn't hold back either. Um, all right. Do you have, well, this is an easy one. This is, we like to start with this one because it's easy. Do you have a favorite food? Spaghetti. Yes. I, yeah. All right. Do you do a certain way? Homemade sauce. You can't do the jar sauce. It's cheating. And it, okay. it doesn't taste right. I come from an Italian family. So if you're not. I was about to ask that. Okay. I was about She's to ask from that. New York. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and if you're not like crushing and like pressing your own tomatoes and like blending it with everything, like I mean, really from scratch, you'll you'll get judged by the family. So it's got to be like homemade. I mean, they sell crushed tomatoes at Walmart, so I'll just buy those <laughs> in the can. <laughs> We're from Kentucky. Get break. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie? In that moment, you immediately forget Everything. every movie. Every- seen. That's how it works. Okay, so my favorite movie for the longest time was Forrest Gump. I'm a huge Tom Hanks fan. 
and that movie's just iconic. Love that movie. But since becoming a mom, I feel like, okay, I have a wide variety of movies that I watch from Forrest Gump level to like, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So up there with Forrest Gump, I have to say the Frozen, the Frozen, Frozen 1, Frozen 2, like we watch those a lot, Moana and mm. Watho. Yes. Bless your heart. Anyone? <laughs> I, ha- I have three girls in my house. We've seen all of those about a billion times a piece. Yeah. 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 Well, when you look at- and listen, you- I'd be lying if I wasn't singing along. If I, if I said I wasn't singing along in the background. Exactly. So. When you look at it from like a creative perspective, it, they really are good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, Just let it go. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Don't laugh. No, please. That's not a good one. Don't laugh at that one. That's bad. It, it was. Um, do you have a favorite show of all time that you like to. Be- What's that? Absolutely. Friends, you just made our mom very happy. Oh, God. Come on. I mean, being from New York, one. Two, I think it's the most hilarious show. Some people disagree. It's okay. We don't like this. Who's your favorite character? Either Joey or Phoebe. Okay. I feel like I relate to both of them on a personal level a lot. Mm. Gotcha. You might have a smelly cat song. I don't know. You never know. That could be the inspiration for everything I write. We'll never know. <laughs> Smelly cat, in parentheses, clean the litter box. Yes. Since we're trying to make the song stand out, do parentheses. Yeah. In parentheses, clean the litter box. Tell Marcus, you know, you got a, you got something going on here. Right. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite artist of all time? go with my instinct i really don't have a favorite but the okay i'll do this this is who's been on repeat lately okay in my spotify we've got rachel lampa love her oh school we've got the og lauren daigle i've been a huge fan of her for years and years and years and then kane are my people like if i if i could go have lunch or coffee with anybody it would probably be the members of kane they're colorful, that's for sure. They're fun. Their music yeah. is great. Yeah. 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 So top three right now. We we actually met like artist, like painter, <laughs> favorite artist of all time. <laughs> like, we. So hurry, Google, Google great. something real quick. <laughs> um, no. Whoever painted that Mona Lisa is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, that one. That guy. Um, you know. Uh, John Reddick is probably my favorite artist painter. If you have not checked out John Reddick's paintings, like, okay. he's ridiculously good. <laughs> he is. Um, all right. Uh, do you have a dream duet? Dream duet. Oh man. Oh. Again, it's like what? What is music? Um. Okay. Yes. So, Toby Mac. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And then NF. Are y'all NF listeners? Of course. Yeah. I mean, who isn't? That's the right answer. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Even if you're not, just shake your head yes. He, yeah, 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 just the talent. 
I'm Googling who is in F right now. Oh, I'm just kidding. We're just teasing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You kidding me? I got his autographed vinyl. Oh, right my there. word. Okay. All right. Love that yes. guy. So, and then as far as like a, a female artist, Lauren Daigle, I, I've just been listening to her for a long time. Like before she got really big, I feel like I'm one of the original fans. That needs to be recognized mm. now. <laughs> one day. <laughs> uh, now, here's a very controversial um question what is your favorite ice cream flavor vanilla vanilla bean it's gotta have the black dots in it or it's not it's not gonna count and then you know surprising we get that a lot really vanilla bean yeah (laughs) vanilla because they they say you can make it whatever you want exactly chocolate is you're done like it's just done Sprinkles don't taste that great with chocolate ice cream. You can do like... No, but crushed up Oreos and it sounds amazing. <laughs> and a spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> is this where you like present everyone here right now with ice cream, with bowls of ice cream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need it, we need it's to make fun. that happen. Yeah, vanilla with rainbow sprinkles. I've been ordering that, I think, since I was a toddler. It just hasn't changed. Wait, I so we always do like a little deep dive on Instagram because sometimes we like to ask questions about um, artists' Instagram posts that are that are weird. You didn't really have any weird ones, but I, I did see ice cream and sprinkles. I think on your Instagram or something like that. So that you're saying that's funny. Yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah, I did like one of those "Ask Me Anything" question boxes yesterday. Which okay, that's what it was then. Yes, and they asked me, which like those things are always so risky because man, you've got some questions that come in like. I can't share You're like, wait a second. I can't share that. You, <laughs> you said ask me anything. Ask me anything <laughs> within reason. But ask one of them was ice cream flavor. So, yeah. 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 That's where it was. Um, do you have a, fi- a favorite podcast? Glorious in the Mundane by Christy Knuckles is awesome. my favorite. I've been listening. I mean, obviously, besides the Christian Music Guys podcast... Oh, you got it. Oh, we got it. There it is. She's been trained. (laughs) Default, guys. Come on. So besides that one, yeah, Glorious in the Mundane. Christy Knuckles has spoken uh, life over many seasons of mine, um, not even knowingly. So she's amazing. I admire and look up to her so much. So I love her podcast. I always tell people that Christy Knuckles, like she has... She has sung my little girls to sleep for five years because her lullabies album, we've played it since my girls were little and they still fall asleep to it. Do you, uh, do you know the name of her group with her husband back in the day? I don't, I don't. Christy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It was a group called Watermark. Watermark. Oh, okay. I would have they had that. a lot of CCM hits back in the 90s, mid-90s. Ah, so. okay. Yeah. Anyway. She's great. What is your favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite Bible verse? Yes. Ephesians 2.8. I even have it tattooed on my arm. For by grace, I have been saved through faith. And what's crazy about that is I think like even maybe two to three years before I was saved, it became... My favorite Bible verse when I would like loosely read the Bible, trying to get to know like what this whole Jesus thing was about. And uh, on a whim, I went out and just got it tattooed on me before I even became a Christian. So it really is my life verse. Awesome. Yeah. So 
Amanda, what's next for you and how can people keep up with you? Where do they go to find you? Yeah. So anywhere, Amanda Jansen music, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or on YouTube. Um, but people always run into a problem. So here we go. It's Jansen. So J A N S O N people think it's E N and then they're like, you don't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who are you? What's not a joke? <laughs> I probably, you, so many people get it wrong. It's always E-N, which I, it's fine. I understand, but you won't find me. I don't think in Amanda. It's Amanda in parentheses, Jansen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's it. Jansen. <laughs> Jansen. We got to really pronounce the O. That's Jansen. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And since it's it's right around the corner, actually, we, we like to ask, especially because we're already in July mm-hmm. um, and Christmas is right around the corner <laughs> and we're huge Christmas music fans. Do you have any Christmas music planned? I don't. But, man, that's the motivation right there. Put up your tree and do some recording. Come on. That's it. Get, get it. Get in the spirit. Yes. Just for you guys. That's it. That's all, <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's actually my goal one day to put out like an entire Christmas album. That's like on like my Christian artist bucket list. There you go. It's our goal. We try to convince every artist we interview, (laughs) please put out a Christmas album. Look, we know you have one. Okay, but you really need to really need one every year. We try we try try to convince everybody. We're like, we're like, come on, do a Christmas. I love it. I love it. I'll do it just for you guys. Well, Amanda, to wrap up, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life, maybe even recently, that would help build our listeners' faith. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that he's teaching me right now is that you look at all these stories in the Bible of how he parted the sea for the Israelites and how you know, just one stone defeated a giant, the walls of Jericho. You have all these amazing glory stories of how the Lord came through. And it sounds so simple, but it's really hitting me lately that it's literally the same God that we serve today. So when I think to myself or when I'm in a situation where I feel like, oh my gosh, is it going to work out? God's just like, hey, I've done it once before. I've done it a million times before I'll, I'll do it again. I'm, I'm the same. And there's a song by elevation called same God that has just been my anthem in this season of just reminding me like, Hey, he's done it back then. The stories of old, the stories that we study every day and in, in the word. Um, and he's going to do it again right now. So if that's you, just hang on. He sees you, he hears you and he's going to move. That's what he does. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. And thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us finally. And um, Lauren, we say finally not to be mean. It's on our end, too. Like, it's not like, wow, you finally got around to it. Listen, it's 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 on us. OK, guys, this is this. We're not, we're not blaming anyone. For Love it. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you. You guys are so much. Yeah. Well, thanks, Amanda, again for your time and chatting with us. And thank you, listener, for tuning in this week. Hey, be sure to keep up with us. Uh, Go to ChristianMusicGuys.com. There you can check out our latest blogs, latest episodes, and what's going on with us. Also, as we say each week, it is a huge uh, help and blessing when you leave comments. 
Those who listen on Apple Podcast, head over, give us five stars, leave a review, uh, let us know what you think of the podcast, let us know who your favorite artist is and what you want to know from them. Uh, that kind of uh, engagement really does help us, and uh, we're certainly grateful every time you guys reach out uh, through that way by leaving us five stars on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, wherever you uh, listen. So please do that. You can find us on social media at Christian Music Guys. And we'll see you next week.